Cross the Streams podcast. Kip Ion here with you. Part two, if you listened last week, we had University of Montana women's assistant Nathan Colville on, former member of the Bearcat Hoop family. And we're going back into our realm of Bearcat family members with the uh, Coach K is going to join us here. Passing game coordinator, wide receivers coach, Kafense uh, Henson from Oregon State. Coach K, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, brother. How you been, man? <sighs> I, you know, the sun's out. I got a vaccine in my arm, so I'm going to go positive today, my friend. I'm going to go not as the world is, but how as I want it to be. I'm going to go positive Kip today. You got the vaccine? Yeah, you know, our youngest is intellectually disabled, dependent, qualified through the county. Uh, so gotcha. we were able to get in one of those early tiers. We got lucky, man. You know, Xavier's awesome. a blessing in many ways. And in, during the pandemic, uh, this it helped out as well. So it, no no adverse adverse uh, effects for everybody out there. When you do, when it's your number and you're called, get the shot in your arm. We got both doses and we're still here. Yeah, so awesome. how's your family doing? Everybody all right? Yeah, man, we've been good. We've been able to stay clear of every of, of it all. So yeah, no, I, I can't complain. Are schools man. back open back down there? Uh, they are. They it, are nice. We but just we homeschool. So. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So you don't got to worry about that drama anyway. No, it's been business as usual. <laughs> Right. Well, I appreciate taking a minute here, my friend. From way back season one, we're in season five now, Kay, since you first were one of our first guests way back. Kane's too big time now, apparently, for the podcast, but I'm, I still got it going, right? So I'm glad you're back with us. I think you were Hawaii still when your yeah, last I was, appearance, yeah. right? I was. I absolutely was. So take me through, man. Put your coaching hat on. Um, going back, you guys got through a season. You got to play. What for? You can go back to August. I mean, you could be whenever during this craziness because kind of time all blends together. What was that hundred percent? This is a COVID thing. This is real moment for you. It could be one or two things. When did it really hit you that yeah, we're playing football, but this is a COVID season? Man, I think it was. It was a bunch of small things. Okay. You know. Um, just random things. I think you never knew who was going to be in your meeting room ah. on any given day. I mean, you know, and, and it wasn't that guys were getting it. It was just contact tracing and, uh, you know, being overly cautious. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you normally got 12, 14 receivers in the room and you might have six on a given day and you didn't know which six it would be. Um, so guys ended up giving reps that you hadn't really counted on yeah. or expected to. So you had to kind of get guys ready because then it kind of dawned on you like, man, if this was a Thursday practice of a normal yeah. day week, you, these dudes are playing. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> so, right. So it kind of it affected how you prepared and who you prepared. and um, It affected practice and, and how you practiced. And, you know, we might not have any outside linebackers today or oh. – you know, the scout team receivers might all be out. Yeah. So you have to kind of be, you just, you just have to be really flexible and ready to adjust, man. But that was probably the biggest thing. And then just the technical, you know, having a coach wearing gloves. Mm-hmm. I mean, just. See, I was going to ask you that question because I've been to your practice. I've seen how many Tom Brady reps you get throwing that ball to your guys. So that the gloves was a, a protocol, it, I'd imagine. It, it was a protocol, man. And so it affected practice i had to learn how to throw with gloves i never threw gloves <laughs> right. so, um but now I, 
I won't throw it out. Oh, okay. That's staying. I like that. I was just talking about my uh, to my staff, like, guys, I want you to know we're never going back to whistles in our mouth. This thing in my hand that's a, the, the electric you just press with my thumb, it's staying. It's going nowhere. I don't, I'm not cracking my teeth. Everything's great. Uh, that's hilarious. Give me, and, and, I, and I know neither one of us wants people to listen to this and go, hey, please pity us as coaches of sports. What is something, though, the general public probably is unaware of that not just coaches but your team went through during this? Like Everybody sees the game. Oh, hey, you know, Oregon State, they got their games in. Uh, but what, what are parts maybe behind the scenes that people aren't really as aware of? Um, that you guys either dealt with or just turned into, I hate, I'm sorry, I'm using the cliche on you, the new normal. I hate that so much. But what what are some of those things? Honestly, man, I just think it was the work that went into getting to the game. Mm. Like, that was kind of the mantra for me, at least, was like, hey, man, we just got to make sure we get these dudes to Saturday. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it, it affected how you met, you know, physically where guys sat i remember you were texting like you had to be really specific on like your seating arrangement oh yeah like and i've never done that but you you had to have you know you had to sit guys in certain areas and you kind of were strategic about who you sat next to and and why and and you rearranged the room and made sure that everybody was distanced appropriately and um and and it was work man i mean that was something that you know i'd, I'd never thought about yeah um, practice and where guys are standing when they're not playing you know like yep. I'm, I'm on the sideline normally I'm standing next to my whole group of guys and I'm talking to the play and I'm coaching them while they're not getting a physical rep well I can't do that anymore mm-hmm. you know I gotta be spaced out and, and we play music at practice so now these dudes really can't hear what I'm right, saying right so you you know it just it, it was really just that it was the day to day it was the the meals that you having but you aren't able to sit next to a guy and, and get to know a guy. Um, you know, it was the team bonding stuff that you do in fall camp that you aren't able to do now because you can't get the group together. And, um, you know, you can't, you just can't do those things. Yeah. And so, um, did that take up a lot of your staff meetings, like adjustments to our norm? We have to pivot. Um, yeah. I mean, it was something that we talked a lot about and shared ideas hey, I'm doing it this way in my room. And, oh, gotcha. Um, you know, so-and-so's doing it that way. And and then you still have to bond, right? So you yeah. You find creative ways to try to get groups together and get, get the newcomers um, ready to roll and, and comfortable. And, um, you know, because those are the guys. I mean, the seniors and the juniors, guys that have been around here, I mean, they know the lay of the land. It, you know, mm-hmm. it's not new to them. It's just inconvenient. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm a 17, 18-year-old kid from California, and my first college experience playing football is quarantined and yeah. isolated. Like it's, it's, and it's raining, right? It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, it's something that you can't just take for granted that everybody's wired to not worry about that so. did you have did you try a bunch of different masks i've known i know i've gone through three or four different types before i settled on you know what the the standard generic blue nurse's mask is the one i can actually use um you know i did early my wife did it more than i did yeah she was pretty much you know uh when early in the thing when it was kind of like we don't need to wear a mask even though you know all the experts and Asia yeah, we're saying you should be wearing masks, and you know, I just I got my opinions on that. But the, right. the uh, stubborn, <laughs> you know, um, 
yep. before people were in masks, my wife was, was all over it. So she was doing research, and she was ordering a bunch of masks, and so I ended up settling on one pretty early in the process. And, yeah. Um, so from that standpoint, I was pretty outfitted. I mean, my wife was pretty down on all that stuff, man. So she was she wanted to let me leave the house if I wasn't. Good. Smart. Armored up. What did you did you find yourself pulling it down for them like you've mentioned like I'm like okay one day today I feel like they heard me I didn't pull it down the next day in practice God are you going to hear me if I don't pull this down but then I'm not supposed to pull it down like so how, how did you balance that and just the coaching yeah. part of it Yeah you know I, I I honestly the hardest part for me was I wear glasses and it oh. just would fall off my glasses Uh huh yeah and, and I spent half my you know it, it, that was the most annoying part of this whole my actual job of coaching is my glasses. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I try not to pull it down just because I, I knew, you know, I try not to. Now, I, I'm pretty sure, you know, habitually when you're talking, you might naturally do that every now and again. But, right. Um, some of it, too, is how I coach. Like, I, I do more of my coaching in the meeting room than I do on the practice field mm. to some degree. Yeah. So um, it didn't change that from – from that standpoint, so I, I've never been a real rah rah, yeah. you know, running around overcorrecting everything at every given second. Anyway, so right, I, I didn't have that issue. The only issue I had was the fall of my glasses. Right? <laughs> Did you find a solution? Did you have to tape it down? Did you find some spray for your glasses? What'd you do? Uh, I, I started wearing two masks. Okay, and it kind of helped keep the air from seeping up through my glasses yeah and then it turned out that they say you're supposed to be wearing two masks so you were so, ahead of the curve uh accidentally <laughs> ck this i now i would have felt you on this glass thing but i was small i was lucky to be able to find because our season got canceled so i had this january with nothing to do right so i got lasik surgery with that time off i'm telling we'll you man you, you're scared trepidation I'm scared i'm not scared i just there's just some things I'm not going to do. I'm Seven seconds. Okay, I got off that table, and I could see. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I will argue with that with you off the pod about that. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, give me, you know, give people their flowers while they're here. How'd you, I mean, I'm sure your trainers played a huge role in getting things off the ground. The player, Just give, give out awards for people and how they award, how they dealt with this, the different groups that are part of getting the Beavers to Saturday. Man, I think the biggest testament to that was I think we were we were one of two teams that got all their games in. Huge. And we were, I think, the only team to not have a game schedule change. Yeah. I think. Wow, um, that is I, impressive. I, I believe UCLA played all their games, but I think they had one that got moved to Sunday. Um, but... We, and, and I could be wrong, but I think we were the only one in the pack to get all our games in, and, and they were on schedule. Um, and I just think that was a testament to everybody. The yeah. players buying in, um, living right. I think the the, the trainers being uh, overly cautious and being ahead of the game. And, um, our coaches just, you know, reinforcing the message. and um, So I, I think we were as good as anybody doing it. 
did I'm sure you guys already had that that piece of you know, I, I've been to your practices where Coach Smith made sure everybody knew who the trainers were, like who the support staff was. Did they? Sh- did was there more meeting time now dedicated to hey, here's the na- here's the latest update from the trainers, like more 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 FaceTime with those folks as the new because sh- this thing kept changing and it's still changing, right? All the protocols and all the other stuff. So how how visible were they during the year, even more so than usual? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Like they were, they were part of it. The yeah. same way we are, and and they were big, and and they were instrumental in, in keeping us up to date. Um, just yeah, I mean that that part of it was huge, and our guys just knew and understood that you know it was serious. Yeah. Right. And um, there is no time to sit around and ask why and feel sorry. Mm-hmm. You just you just gotta change your living habits to some degree and and think about some of the things that you do that you never had to think about before yeah and um our guys did it and they were serious about it and and uh, they wanted to play and then i think they saw around the country what was happening to teams in certain situations where you know you hear about a whole 30, 40, 50 guys out, and you find out that, you know, there was a, dudes at a house party yeah. in practice, and, um, you know, and, and you kind of, it hits home, and so, if you want to do this thing, man, it, they, we have the answers to the test. Right, right. Right. Great <laughs> point. That's a great saying. I like that. Yeah. And so, we, uh, you know, and our guys are serious about it. That's awesome. What is... Or did you experience in uh, just the timeline being when you guys got to start versus some other sports? Did you guys get less of the Zoom fatigue, or did you really have to use a lot of Zoom building up to the season? Uh, talk about the the Zoom, and I've said on the podcast before how Skype lost a ten year head start on Zoom, and now you don't even hear about Skype. It's it's a whole other business failure podcast. But talk about Zoom's role in your day to day. I think it, it made it possible to do it. You know, like. I do think we had some Zoom fatigue. You know, I think our guys have Zoom fatigue. I, I just think, you know, they've been on Zoom far more than we have as coaches. I mean, they're taking classes. Yeah. They're, you know, they're living on this thing all day. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, I think there was some Zoom fatigue. Uh, and we utilized Zoom a ton. I mean, that was that was critical, uh, especially early in the, in the process. Um now, we got to the point where our county allowed us to meet in person. Okay. So we were able to do that because we had enough space to do it. And now we still had to modify some things and we couldn't meet as a team and, you know, some things like that. Yeah. But, um, so by the fall, we were on it a little bit less from that standpoint. But it still made sense to utilize it because the technology was great. Yeah. So um, we still used it. We still use it for meetings. Um, so yeah, I mean, as much as it was, you get kind of tired of it. Uh, if we didn't have Zoom, I don't know that there could have been right a season to some degree. The uh, do you anticipate aspects of not just Zoom, but what do you anticipate keeping going forward? Like I've found, even on say a campus visit where I used to do X Y Z in person with a family and a recruit in our film room, I've found Zooming before they get on the plane is a better way to do that. 
Like, I, I don't need to do that, the other part. I want them to come. That gives them more time with the players when they're here. So that's like an innovation that I'm like, okay, that was a COVID necessity. But I'm going to keep that. Like, we're going to keep, you know, the whistle, like I mentioned, I'm going to keep that. Are there innovations from it that probably started off as survival techniques, but now they're like, no, we'll, we'll, that'll stay? I think Zoom is clearly, like, that'll be everybody's answer. Yeah. You know, I think from a recruiting standpoint to a coaching your own guy standpoint, um, not utilizing that would be crazy. Yeah. Um, the ability to get on there now and, and uh, you know, I got kids that sign letters of intent to come play for me next year. You know, I got a receiver in Texas that, you know, I'm teaching him the offense right now. Yeah, right. Because, because I can. Yeah. Right? Uh, it's not just me sending him a playbook and me trying to explain it to him. It's him, me showing it to him. Uh-huh. And, 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 you know, we can go over it together. And yeah. So by the time he steps foot on campus, he should be mentally a step ahead of where he would have been had we not done that. Right. Uh, I think about just the professional development piece of it. You know, I, yeah, I'm a small college guy. You know, when I was trying to get into college football, I mean, you spent a lot of your own time and money going to different places talking to people about football and just trying to learn, well, I can go Zoom with somebody over in Florida mm-hmm. and we can share and exchange ideas and do the same thing we would do in person now. And yeah. so um, from that standpoint, I think it'll make the game better because the coaching will be better because you got more access to guys. It's easier and convenient. And yeah. You're saving money and um, – have you seen – yeah, I was about to say, have you seen it replace the phone in recruiting? I've seen that a little bit on my end. I would much rather Zoom. I don't know it about has. the kids yet, but I would rather it, do it that way than – It has. I think the, the, the problem with that, though, is that you got to – without – with the NCAA making things unlimited now, you know, it, it's a lot harder, I think, for a high school kid to try to have 15 different Zoom ah, yeah, 15 different coaching staffs. Yeah, good point. I think that stuff can get a little old. Yeah. But what, what I do think is great is, you know, in the olden days, 2019, <laughs> you, you know, you go out, you spray your recruit, you go see kids in person, um, you know, you offer a kid a scholarship, you really can't have too much interaction with the kid at all yeah but you're talking to them on the phone you 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 talk to the parents on the phone and then really in the process the first time you can really have a face-to-face conversation with a parent is really you know on an official visit right to kids senior year yep well now you know through zoom you, you can you can meet parents and yep and grandparents and siblings and and put faces to names and you know you're in the living room right and so I think there are some things you can utilize from a recruiting standpoint that, that will help you that may not have been the case. Um, and for some reason, Zoom just seems a little more intimate than FaceTime. Yeah, yeah, well, that is a great point. Like, what is that? Because, like, my, my cousins and I will still FaceTime, but I would never – right now I'm more comfortable Zooming a recruit. It's interesting. I, I just think it's – I don't know, to be honest. I don't. <laughs> They've just done a great job on their platform. Like, this is where official shit happens. Is Zoom, yeah. right? Yeah, I just think it's it's. Uh, I think you can have you know you can have a lot of people on the call. And, yeah, and you can. Uh, I don't know. It just it just seems like it's a 
better way to get to know people. And I, you know, maybe it's because I'm not a huge FaceTime person myself, but I think Zoom has been really good that way. And I, I anticipate that will never change. I think that that's kind of here to stay. Yeah. And speaking of lots of people on Zoom, if you're willing to share, I you had a great Zoom professional development, country span, countrywide spanning football like networking through zoom if you want to share a little bit about that if you're willing yeah um i didn't start that so a good friend of mine Lonzo carter a great man he's the running back coach recruiting coordinator down at san jose state uh you know i've known zoe forever and zoe had reached out to me and just said hey man you know i'm gonna have a zoom meeting and i'm gonna have a bunch of guys on there some kind of talk ball and talk about the profession and he invited me on it um so i I jumped on it and it was it was awesome it was about 25 30 of us just kind of on there talking and when it was done you know i kind of reached out to zoe and i said hey man you know we talked about hey how can we make this better like Mm -hmm. what can we do to take advantage of this and we kind of came up with a with a with some goals and we named it, you know, the West Coast Clinic, Mm -hmm. the West Coast Zoom Clinic. And we kind of said, well, man, let's take the opportunity to uh, get to endorse and encourage minority coaches and um, give guys some information that they might not necessarily be privy to, um, take advantage of the people we know in the business and who we don't know in the business and take advantage of this time we all have where we're all kind of, you know, we're not on the road recruiting. We're not coaching. We're not getting ready. We're not competing against each other. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's let's network. And it started with like 30, 40 guys. And then it was once a week. And then it became, okay, we need to start doing this twice a week because the demand was, was picking up. And it would grow every time mm-hmm. from 50 to 100. Uh, we were able to get some great speakers. I think we had every minority head coach in college football on there um, as guest speakers at some point. Um, we had some notable guys we retired that had been, you know, we had Tyrone Willingham mm-hmm. on, um, we had Eric Bieniemy on, we, we had Anthony Lynn, he was the head coach of, of the Chargers, um, so it, it, we had some ADs on there, I mean, it was, it was awesome, we had some, uh, female coaches, mm-hmm. uh, shout out to Lori Locust, she just won the Super Bowl, it's Tampa Bay yeah. Uh, Jennifer King just got a full-time job in the NFL with the Washington football team. Um, so I mean, we, we had some awesome speakers, man, and, and it was something that I think uh, resonated with people, made a lot of connections for people, and you know, and that was the other big thing, man. We just really wanted, you know, everybody's talking about, you know, how do we get more minority head coaches and coordinators? And, um, I think that's kind of how you do it. Is mm-hmm. you, you connect people with each other and. and uh, if they're not going to hire us, we should know who the best of us are, and we should give ourselves these jobs yep. and, and be better for it. And so I was lucky enough that you sent me a link one to check it out, and I remember vividly the chat, like as everybody came in. Um, I don't even remember if you or Coach Carter prompted it, but everyone just started putting who they were, where they were from in the chat, and you could just see it blow up with contact info, and it was like, man, this is like a living, breathing network, so... Kudos to you, man. That was you and Coach Joe, obviously, for starting it. But that was a, that was a really cool thing. No, it was it was fun, man. And it was, um, you know, we just hired a running back coach. Did um, my first, uh, you know, time really seeing him work was through the Zoom clinics. You know, we amazing, yeah. Sessions, and we had guys talking ball, and I was super impressed with his presentation. And, and when this job opened up, you know, he he was 
his name was kind of in the mix already, and so it was just another way to kind of help endorse him. And, mm-hmm. um, but those don't those you know I was just a small example, but like I'm sure that happened for a bunch of people, right. you know. Yeah. Um, so no, it was it was really cool, man. I, I was really excited to be a part of it, and um, I appreciate Zell for really letting me kind of be Robin, mm-hmm. his Batman, and, and uh, hopefully I helped. Right. Well, that's that's amazing, man. We appreciate you coming on, Coach. Look forward to uh, more more frequent uh, visits from you, and also a, a little a little more. 2019 like season coming up for coaching but obviously you guys survived and thrived in in this one and uh good luck to you going forward appreciate you brother thanks sir take care The opinions expressed on today's episode are those of the hosts and guests alone and should not be viewed as reflective of the opinions of the institutions or employers of the hosts and guests. 